Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. Hey Kieran. Hey Matty D. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing yeah. good. You're doing good? Yeah. yeah. Always happy to be here with you, yeah. my friend. Always, Likewise. Always a pleasure. And if people haven't listened to this show before, this is an odd episode to start on. What do we typically do on this show? What aren't we doing this week? So what we typically do is we look at upcoming blockbusters, mm-hmm. more, more particularly the trailers to upcoming blockbusters, and we try to predict what's going to happen in that movie. But today we're not doing that. No, so we're actually taking a break from predicting upcoming Hollywood blockbusters and going back and reviewing them. And instead, we're celebrating four years of potential spoilers by doing another Movie Talk episode. Mm-hmm. So if you've listened to any one of our Movie Talk episodes before, we've done 13 of them at this point. It's just a real way that we can sort of relax, let our hair down and just talk all things movies rather than just one specific movie. And it, it, I guess it's just a good way to reset, vent, unwind <laughs> and just relax and uh, take it easy. Yeah, get rid of the formula for a while. Yeah. yeah, you get to get you get to know us as people. I think that's in these right. Episodes, that's right. You know, you get to hear a little bit about our lives, about our taste yeah. in movies, things like. We're not that. restricted to a formula. We no. can just sort of go off on a whim. No, the star of this episode isn't the movie we're covering. It's us. That's sort right. Of, for guess. a change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just listen to us talking about ourselves for a change. Yeah. And this episode is going to be very much Kieran and Maddie D based. So if if that's not your thing. Maybe skip to the next episode, whatever. <laughs> go back to the last one, listen go to through that one the, again. Go through the catalogue, find something yeah. cool. But straight away, I just want to give a shout out to Dude Cinema. Yes. In the, what was it, the Red Dragon episode that Dude Cinema, that Beck and Alex did recently, they gave us a shout out. I'm so I'm very excited to have been mentioned on that show. You did, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't mentioned, Manny D wasn't mentioned for some reason. <laughs> That's okay. The podcast was mentioned, thank goodness. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess we're just going to give a shout out back. And if you're not already listening to Dude Cinema, if you're a fan of our show, I suppose you'll like their show too. Yeah, it's a great, we're both fans of their show. Yeah. We, we really like it. And the concept of their show is they take movies that dudes have recommended to That's them, right. and forced on them in some cases, and they review those movies. And it's a really, really fun show. Well, I'd be very surprised if you're not already listening to that show because it's much more popular than our show, <laughs> which is why I'm so excited to get a shout out because, you know. Some some Kieran trivia leaked on there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because I just won't fucking shut up about movies. <laughs> Anytime I'm in a room, I'm just like, I'll tell you about this. <laughs> and it bled across. Random fact. But this episode, we're doing something we've never really done before. So this is very much an experiment. So I don't know how it's going to go, Matty D. Yes. But it should be interesting regardless because we're taking a real time capsule look at the year 2003. What was going on with our lives in 2003 and what movies we were watching in 2003. Mm. So that was 20 years ago for anybody who hasn't just happens to not be looking at a calendar. And so do you want to take it away straight away, Matty D? What was going on? Really paint a picture here. What was going on in the world of Matty D all the way back in 2003? 2003, ten, or 20 years ago. Mm. I was 12 years old. I had, Really? I was just starting high school. So I'm, I'm one of these weird kids that uh, my birthday's in January and I kind of was like, a year younger than everybody else okay, yeah. at school. So I had started I'd started high school in uh, at, So you're at in your first year of high school. Yeah, okay. Year seven. That means nothing to international that listeners. That means nothing to international yeah. listeners. But my first I remember, actually I remember um I was really like nervous and excited about starting high school and I watched an episode of Degrassi Junior High. And I was like, <laughs> oh I got it. I know exactly what high school's gonna be. Um and What happened in the episode? I, I can't remember. I it would oh, wow. let me tell you something though, it was nothing like what high school is. Maybe because I wasn't in the eighties. They're getting so much action in that show. Yeah, I was like, all right, all right, time to get some action. Didn't get a lot of action, uh, I did, but, um, you know. Really? Oh, no. Isn't it surprising? (laughs) (laughs) It is surprising. (laughs) Yeah, so that was me. I was, was, you know, just getting used to high school life, um, really into movies at the time. Oh, yeah? There's nothing really. We'll ask you about the movies in a sec. I was a, I was a. Any standout stories from two thousand and three? Uh, not really, man. I was just a, a, okay. A chubby, wow. a chubby shy kid. You were really. a chubby funster. <laughs> yes. A chubby shy kid. Okay. Yeah, that was that was me living in a small country town. What made you at shy? The time? Uh, just my personality. I don't know. I just, I just was. I think you You're know. Quiet. Every, everyone goes through an awkward phase. This is when such they're... a far cry from the Maddie D we know and love today. <laughs> Yeah. Not chubby, not shy. <laughs> yeah, I grew. I well, grew. at least not shy. Yeah. <laughs> no, <joking>. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, just I. I was like, I was a really quiet kid when I was when I was mm. younger, and um, that was uh, that was that was kind of who I was. And you know, in about a, a few years before meeting you, actually, 
Yeah, that's yeah, right. Be, uh, so back in 2003, Maddie D and I didn't we, know we each didn't other. We didn't know each other. We lived in the same town, but we, we didn't know each other. We, we didn't did. go to school together. We weren't interacting with each other. We did. And it would be when we joined a theatre community and we joined sort of like after school classes uh, yeah. at this theatre community where we would meet and um, that's right. develop this blossoming relationship yes. that we now have years and years later. But. Yeah, didn't didn't have a job at the time because I was twelve. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't have a job either. I was thirteen. <laughs> but that was that was my life. That was it was a it was a time before the internet really peaked. Uh, there was things going on. There was like sort of early social media sites, but nothing to the extent that we have now. I think I had my first phone. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. Was it a Nokia? A Nokia. Yep. yep. That that brick. Did you have it like in a phone clip on your on your side? Like you know how you, they had like these belt holsters? Come on, I wasn't that cool. Okay, <laughs> I had a Nokia phone back in two thousand and three, and I had a belt holster. Right. Obviously, you didn't take your phone to school back then because there was no point. Like, who are you going to ring at school? It's not like smartphones where you can like browse the internet or play a game on it. I mean, you can play Snake. Yeah, well, the, I, I, old, I remember going to a party as a kid and there was one person that had the mobile phone and everyone was crowding. This is at a party where everyone's supposed to be socialising. Right, like that. okay. And everyone's crowding around this one guy. So you're at McDonald's. Was play- the ice cream cake has just come out. <laughs> I think it was a house party. But uh, everybody was crowding around this one guy who was playing Snake and everyone was like fascinated with the fact that this guy could play Snake. Snake! Snake! <laughs> but you got to realise, at the time, that was incredible. Like, you have a device that you can play games on. And then the SMS thing, that was something else. Yeah, so I was yeah. just like, so. You can send a message and it comes back? Yeah, yeah. Maddie, dear, I used to have a pager. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. No, what, what are you, a doctor? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I had a pager before I had a mobile phone. So this is back in the early 90s. Uh, well, yeah, before the 2000s. I used to have a pager. My dad had a pager and we would just send each other. So it was one of the pages that had like a text readout on the screen. So it had a digital display on it, which is very rare for a pager. And it would just, so the thing about pages is like a number would come up. Yeah. Like it, uh, maybe three digits or four digits, five digits. And then, so we'd have like this list of like phrases that related to a number. And then you get like eight to eight and, it, and you, know, you look at the list. Oh, good night. <laughs> that is so bizarre. I never used a page and never saw it, but I saw people with pages, but I've never like. So I was already, that. I remember when uh, mobile phones, when I first got a mobile phone and I found out about text messaging, I'm like, oh, it's kind of like a page except like words come through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember finding out about SMS as well. Um, and, it was- and it was the thing you never used. No. Back well, in the early 2000s, no, you would never use the SMS feature. I would use it all the time because it was really? cheap. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I remember that that's how you sent your votes to Big Brother, which was a big, <laughs> big deal at the time. Well, you know, well. I never watched Big Brother. I loved Big Can Brother. Can you explain Big Brother to anybody who may be living in a cave? Man, well, it's still going on, right? There's, the show's still continuing, but Big Brother was- yeah. No, Manny D, here in our country, it's moved from one channel to another channel. It used to be on Channel 9, now it's moved to Channel 10. I thought it was always on Channel 10. Nope, it was always on Channel 9. You see, the thing is, Channel 10 and Channel 9 here in Australia have different restrictions, so you can show more nudity on Channel 9 than you can Channel 10. So Channel 10 is strictly like, Big Brother is very much, you know... It's raunchy. No, and it's not raunchy. Oh. So Channel 10, they can't have the raunch, but when they launched Big Brother in Channel 9, it was all about the raunch. They're like, literally, come watch this show where people are naked. Having sex on camera. Fair enough. It did happen. Yeah. Under a doona. <laughs> I remember that episode. Uh, but yeah, Big, Big Brother, the show, to, though, to explain what that is, is they, they had a bunch of random people in a house. So it was a European concept. So it was originally in like Denmark or Sweden. Right. Before it was ever in, you know, Western countries. It, you know, it swept the, the Western world in about 98, 97. Yeah. The early 2000s was the king of the reality show. That's right. That's the right. reality shows were everywhere. Well, the, the 90s more so, but mm. yeah. We were definitely in reality show full swing by uh, 2003. Yeah. What other reality shows were you watching in 2003? Uh, what was I watching? So Big Brother was my my favorite. Okay. And yeah, Survivor, I think, was Wow, was airing, Survivor. Right. And uh, what else was airing at the time? Um, I can't remember. I, I liked Neighbours, actually, even though that's not, not a reality right. show. Well, yes, it is. It's real to me, damn it. Okay. Um, so you couldn't wait to see what Harold was up to. The shows I was watching at the time, I was a big Channel 10 guy, so Big Brother, um, Neighbours, Rove Life. Oh, this, wow. is, this is very Australian. With this Robert is very Venice. Australian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look it up if you don't know it. <laughs> what about you? What were you doing in 2003? Wow, 2003. It was a very seminal year in my life, I've got to say. So I was in my second year of high school. Uh, I just turned 13 the year before, I suppose. So I was just, you know, on the breadth of being 13. I had my first relationship. I had my first girlfriend. Ah, in 2003, I asked a girl out for the first time. How did that go? Paint that picture. Oh, man, it was so embarrassing. Like, here's the, here's the whole story. Okay, so yes. so there was this girl I was interested in. We were sort of already friends, but, you know, we weren't, you know, in a relationship at this point. But 
I told one of my friends, like literally one person, I was just like, you know, I kind of had the hots for this girl over oh, here. Silly Karen, silly Karen, you don't and he's do like, that. Really? <laughs> so he went and told everybody. Like he literally ran around the school, being like, guess who Karen likes? Guess who Karen likes? <laughs> and so. You know, it was only a matter of time before word got to her that I was into her. So I was like, well, I've got to nip this at the bud. You know, I've in got the to bud. Ask- yeah, yeah. Is it in the butt? Why would the phrase be nip this in the butt? I so- always thought it was nip it in the butt. <laughs> no, it's in the bud. So it's referring to when you cut flowers off before they bloom. Are you serious? Yes. This is educating Maddie D on the, <laughs> well, in- I- on the English language. I always thought it was nip it in the butt, like in the butt. No, it's <laughs> nip it in the bud. <laughs> Go on. But yes, so I, I I realized that I've got to get to this girl before the news gets to her. So right. I was literally in my, uh, let's see, it was like my PE class. Good. It was PE class. I think it was the last class of the day. She was sitting up the back. I was sitting up the front. We're all filing in. And then like she comes in and sits, you know, she takes her seat. And I, I literally spin around in my chair. And I'm like, hey, such and such. Do you want to go out with me? Ballsy, and she, was, and she was just like, yeah. Ballsy. And then everyone in the room was like, yeah, coming up and high-fiving me. <laughs> It was so embarrassing. It sounded like it went well. Yeah. She said yes. That's good. How long did the relationship last for? Uh, let's see. It would have been about six months. Six. <laughs> serious relationship. Six months before she broke it off. Serious relationship in high school. Six yeah. months. She broke it up, did she? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, no. How were you after that? Were you, were you Oh, you know, I was a little bummed. But, well, you know. well, you went to the next one. Yeah, exactly. Well, the next one came maybe four years later. But <laughs> bit of a dry spell there. <laughs> Try spell you were well, thirteen. Well, let's just say, um, you know, I was never starved for options, but oh, I was, okay, I was always like saving myself for the right one. So right. you know, when you're in high school, you've got like a crush on like a specific girl, mm-hmm. and you know, they're like the one you hold up on the pedestal, and then like other girls would come up to me and be like, Kieran, did you want to go out and you know have a date? Do you want to go to the movies? And I'd be like, No, 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 sorry, not interested, not interested. This <laughs> <laughs> would just be a constant thing. Like for all through high school, this always happened to me, and this is not a brag either, but. Uh, <laughs> Girls would come up to me and literally ask me out and I'd be like, no, 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 sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. So what happened with this girl? What happened with this, uh, the girl you put on a pedestal? Back in, well, oh, well. Uh, we won't nothing, name her, of course. Nothing happened. Like, this was much later uh, in high school. We're going to relate. We're still relating things back to 2003. Right, well, I'm interested in the story here. I want to know if there's a payoff here. There's no payoff. Ah, oh, damn. And that's the problem when you put someone on a pedestal. <laughs> never, They can never live up to your expectations. I'm sure you know this. Oh, yeah, because no, no, everyone anybody. puts me on a pedestal. Yeah, exactly. So I understand that exactly, from that side Exactly, exactly. So uh, I went on my first movie date with my girlfriend at the time in 2003. What'd you say? I believe the movie we saw was... I'm just looking at the list of every movie I saw in the cinema in 2003. I believe we saw... Jeez, I think we saw The Italian Job. I saw The, the one Italian with, Job in cinemas as well. Yeah, wow, with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark you know. Wahlberg and uh, Ed Norton. Charlie Theron. Ed Norton was the bad guy, right? That's right, that's right. Is that what birthed your hatred of Ed Norton? Maybe. Yeah. Because I've often been curious. You hate Ed Norton and there's no real reason why. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. He always does a good performance, but yeah, I just find him icky on, on screen. Maybe it's because I saw the Italian job and he hurt me in that movie. <laughs> you know, like he was so mean to Mark Wahlberg that I was like, how dare he? How dare he? Jason Statham was in that too. That's he? right. Yeah. And? and Se- Seth Green? Seth Green. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh, man, The Italian Job. That was a great movie at the, the time. The original is much better. So I was a big fan of the original movie, which is why. Well, actually, my girlfriend at the time asked if I wanted to see the movie, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I love the original movie. And she's like, original movie? <laughs> so the Michael Caine movie, I think, is still really good and holds up, whereas the Mark Wahlberg version, uh, don't bother. It was what it was, right? It was like, yeah. it's a very early 2000s movie. That's right. So we should probably get into the movies of 2003, since that's what we're here to talk about. So... Any guesses on what the three highest grossing movies were in uh, 2003? Well, one of them's got to be it's the a Lord, big year. Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King. That sure. was a powerhouse. I'll tell you what, that is one of the three. Um, I would guess that Matrix Revolutions mm, would be up there. No. It's not. Don't forget the Matrix Reloaded came out the same year. We had two Matrix movies come out in the same year. I thought that came out the year before. No, no. Oh. They both came out 2003. So the Matrix Reloaded came out early 2003. The Matrix, uh, what was it? What was the third one? Help me out here. You've seen it. The third Matrix movie was, it was Resurrections, right? Re- no, Reloaded. that's the fourth one. No. What? Revolution. Oh. Revolution, Revolution, sorry. Okay, yeah. That, that came out late 2003. They both came out the same year. Oh, I didn't know that. Isn't that well, crazy? Well, I did know that at the time, but I yeah. forgot it, I guess. It is crazy. But yeah, neither of them made the top three. Hmm. Cat in the Hat was that? Yeah. <laughs> was that? Uh, well, I, I'm looking at Whale Rider. I don't think that did particularly well. I saw that in the cinema. Did you? Yeah. Did that come out in 2003? It did, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right. So, I, I definitely think it was a big year for, for series. Was X2 2003, I think. So, was that one of them? No, it wasn't. All right. I'm going to let you off the hook here. Daredevil? 
No, Daredevil <laughs> wouldn't be. <laughs> Jesus Hulk. Christ. Okay, go. So, in order of least box office revenue to most box office revenue, number three- oh, Can I have one more guess? Yes, go ahead. Finding Nemo. Yes. Yeah. That's number one. So, number three was Pirates of the Caribbean, which made $305.4 million in the box office. Lord of the Rings Return of the King made $377.85 million in the box office. And Finding Nemo made $380.84 million in the box office. Wow. Wow, when was the last time I was like, Matty D, a movie made $300 million in the yeah, box office? That's I mean, Avatar has made a billion, but you know. <laughs> but that's, that's, a, that's a rarity. Avatar. That's a rarity. An undeserving rarity, but yes. Yeah, fair enough. This year in movies is quite crazy because there was a lot of really, really good and really successful movies and some of the worst movies. You're talking about 2003. 2003, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of the worst movies ever, which is so strange because it feels like this year and previous years we've had, everything's kind of like mediocre. It sort of stands yeah. in the middle. Nothing really goes, well, some do, but nothing really comes out and be like, oh, wow, this is really, really good. And nothing really comes out that's really, really, really bad. Yeah, you're is right. like, there's these- it's so extreme. It's, it is extreme. It's like the leftovers from the extreme 90s. You know, everyone's skateboarding and wearing like day glow colors. And, you know, we've got extreme, like these insane movies coming out, like really good movies. And then at the same time, we've got really bad movies coming yeah. out the same in the same breath. Because originally we were going to make this episode uh, the best of 10 years ago. And we looked at yeah. the movies of 10 years 2013. ago. 2013. And, and a lot of the movies there were movies. No good movies came out in 2013. No, and, and it was a lot of movies that were like sequels of franchises that we're, we're covering right now. So it didn't feel like there was a lot of new things. Thor to- the Dark World came out in 2013. Yeah, it didn't feel like there was a lot of new things to talk about. And then we we're like, oh, maybe... 20 years ago, let's see what was happening in 2003. And then all these big We will do, if this episode works, we will do an episode on 2013. Which would be fun. Yes. But yeah, like- Maybe we'll even do one on 93. (laughs) (laughs) Would you even remember what was going on in in your life in 93? (laughs) We could probably still talk about the movies of 93, though. That was Jurassic Park and all all of that stuff. we could do that. We could do that. But yeah, it was a crazy year for movies. Yeah, let's get into it. So, uh, I actually wrote down, I actually have a list on my computer, and it was originally on paper, but I've transferred it over to the computer because, you know, it's the digital age, of every movie that I've ever seen in the cinema. Cool. And I don't think it's very comprehensive because I'll just write down the ones I remember seeing in the cinema, but then I find out like, oh, I did see that one in the cinema, and and I'll add it to the list. So, I do have a list of every movie that I saw in 2003. I went to the movies quite a bit back at this point in my life. So, I think I was going at least once a month. Maybe once every couple of weeks. So I saw Johnny English. Great movie. I saw Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, which is the sequel to Charlie's Angels. I saw Cat in the Hat. I saw Sea Biscuit with Tobey Maguire. I saw Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. I saw Spy Kids 2 in a re release, so it came out earlier. But then I went and saw it in a double feature with Spy Kids 3, 3D, Game Over, and Whale Rider, which I only just found out that came out that year. Agent Cody Banks, The Italian Job, and Finding Nemo. Nice. That was every movie I saw. Do you remember the movies you saw? What movie? I'm sure you saw like a whole bunch of movies at the cinema in 2003. Yes, I did. I saw- My guess is you saw Return of the King, in Lord of the Rings. Yes. My guess is you saw Finding Nemo. No, I didn't see that in the cinema. I saw Finding Nemo twice in the cinema. Yeah. Did you see Agent Cody Banks? No. You said you saw The Italian Job. I saw The Italian Job. I, I saw the Ma- both Matrix movies. Wow, okay. I saw Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, that was going to be my next guess. Because you know I didn't like Pirates of the Caribbean when I first watched it. Yeah, that's right. Controversially so. You liked the second one. Pretty much everything, every superhero movie that was coming out, I was watching in cinemas. So, you know, The Hulk. That's right. The Eric Banner Hulk. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Daredevil. X-Men 2. X-Men 2. What was that one called? It had a funny name. Uh, It was X-Men United. It was X2 X-Men United. Sorry, I do apologize. Whale Rider was 2002. Oh, I'm going to have to remove it from my list. (laughs) (laughs) So you saw it in 2002. Yeah. Didn't the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen yes. come out in 2003 so, as well? It's funny. I know we're going to talk about what our favorite movies were in 2003, but I yeah. actually started creating a list of the worst movies as well. <laughs> Me too. Can I just run through these? Yeah, yeah, please do. I want to talk about it some of these- it's something we haven't really planned to talk about, but I think we've got to talk about it. Because some of these movies I watched in cinema. So League of Extraordinary Gentlemen I watched in cinema. Awful. Wow. Cat in the Hat I watched in cinema. No, let, let's look, no, the whole reason I wanted to bring up League of Extraordinary Gentlemen as well is because of the popularity of X-Men. If you remember the X-Movies, the X-Movies, so I'm already doing it. Yeah. The X-Men movies, they called them like X1, X2, X3. Yes. And then the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, they wanted to get on that bandwagon and they wanted to sell the movie as if it was an X-Men movie. So they called it LXG. Did they? So the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, on all the posters, they called it LXG. Wow. That's so Doesn't cheap. that make you cringe? That's so cheap. I, yeah. I, I watched that movie a few years ago for the first time 
in a very long time. Mm. And oh, man, it is bad. Yeah, I kind of have a soft spot for it. Oh, do you? Why? Because it's so campy and over the top? Yeah, in a way. I, I think I really enjoyed it when I watched it for the first time. Like, I knew it was bad, but I was like, you know, it's a Sean Connery movie. Well... I enjoyed it too at the time. I thought it was fun. And I think being in the cinema, like you can get away with a lot of stuff in the cinema. But this movie is the reason we don't get Sean Connery in another Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, that's right. I can't forgive it for that. So Sean Connery actually gave up Hollywood acting because of that movie. And he was supposed to be in James Bond as well, by the way. Yeah, that's a rumor, but I don't think it's actually true, given that he hates Eon Productions. He's hated them since the 60s, so I doubt he would have ever come back. Uh, If the pay was good enough, I think he might (laughs) have. Well, even then, so oh, again, we're not we're not talking about James Bond, but uh, back in uh, 1971, they gave him a million dollars just to do Diamonds Are Forever, and he was just like, "Thanks very much," and he donated the entire million dollars to charity. Cool. Just as a fuck you to the production company because he was just like, "It's not about the money; it's about the insult." Yeah. Because he was uh, he got the same pay for all five movies that he was in, so the producers would renegotiate their contracts and get money incrementally as the movies went along. But and he signed a contract as yeah. well. He signed a contract, so he basically got $4,000 for each movie that he oh, did. Oh, that's brutal. And there were so big movies. Like, there were such big movies. That's brutal. Fuck. And he got so, like, angry about it, and they wouldn't let him renegotiate his contract. That's fair enough. I'd be angry, too. Yeah. But, yeah, so you liked League of Extraordinary Gentlemen at the time? Yeah, at the time. And I, I guess I still kind of have a soft spot for it, but it's a terrible movie. So, it's like how I feel about X-Men 3. That's right. Except Spider-Man I've soured 3. on that. Yeah, Spider-Man 3 is probably a better, better yeah. example. Uh, do you want to hear another two yeah, movies please. that I've- Thought were really bad. Kangaroo Jack I saw in cinemas. That's right. Uh, one of the worst movies. I never saw that movie. Uh, my worst cinematic experience I've ever had is watching that movie. Can you talk us through it for anybody who may not be familiar? So, not, don't go too much in depth, but I, I know the, the basic premise. It's a buddy movie. It's a buddy movie about- yeah. uh, they, Two Americans who get stranded in the outback, right? Yes, yes. So, uh, they have a bunch of money. They've they stolen money. They're criminals. And it's in a jumper and somehow a kangaroo. They put the jumper on the kangaroo and the kangaroo Runs leaves. off. Yeah, and and it was advertised as like the kangaroo talked and was you know it was a, a rapping kangaroo, it was a rapping kangaroo. Yeah, but that was not the movie, and it was no very long and very awful. They really sold it as a kids movie when it really kind of wasn't. Yes, my brother really wanted to watch that movie because that's what the movie he thought it was going to be. So I actually I want to see the rapping kangaroo movie, Matty D. I went with him to watch this movie, and I was so mad. I was like, oh man, I, if if my brother wasn't here, I'd leave. Because it was that wow. bad. It was that 12-year-old Matty D is like, I'm going to leave, ring up my mum, she can give me a lift home. <laughs> yep. On my Nokia. Dumb and Dumber 2 as well. Oh, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yes. I remember that. Another terrible movie. There's shit everywhere. He's shit everywhere. Look what he did. He's shit all over the wall. <laughs> that was just a description of the plot. <laughs> yeah, so there were some turkeys in 2003. Yeah. Man, and there were some really good movies as well. So, before we get into talking about our favourite movies of 2003, I want you to cast your mind back. What were your favourite movies in 2003? Of course, they don't necessarily have to be from 2003, mm-hmm. but at the time when you were 12 years old, what would you claim were your like top three favourite movies? Or it doesn't have to be three, it can be four, five, sure. two. So, young Matty D... I just want to know what your taste of movies were at this time. This is what my three top movies would have been. If you were to travel back in time and talk to me, I would have said Mm. these three movies. I would have first say, how did you travel back in time? and be curious about that. But here's what I would say about my top three favorite movies. I think Lord of the Rings Return of the King. I love that movie when it came out. It was such a- Which it came out in 2003. Yes. So that was at the time my favorite movie. And for a few years after the fact, that franchise was my favorite franchise. That movie really was- Tell me the thing that I love about the Matty D character. Mm Mm-hmm. That you'll go and watch your movie in the cinemas and then walk out and be like, that's my favorite movie. (laughs) You still do it to this day. (laughs) Something special about the cinema, man. It really really heightens things. Well, I left left Avatar and didn't say that. Yeah, true. So, but so often doing this show, you'll walk out of a movie and be like, I think that is the best movie I've seen. <laughs> At the time, I definitely thought that about. And that was a good movie, though. Uh, Lord of I'm the sure Rings it's movies. still one of your favorite movies. Yes. We're yeah, gonna, probably so. going to talk about it in more depth a little bit later. I, w- I would say so. So that was that was top for me. It was, you know, a journey that I went on with these series and, you know, growing up and like getting into like a fantasy that was kind of more adult as well was really, really mm. big. and. Everyone loved those movies and I was no exception. So that was sure. that was one of them. Another movie that I really loved was a movie called The Green Mile. Oh, wow. Yes, that was wow. a personal favourite of mine. All the way back in 2003. When did it come out? Uh, 99. Okay. Yes. So I kind of stumbled upon this movie. My dad was watching it and I kind of started watching it. And I think at the time 
I was kind of making that transition to like kids movies to like that's right. more adult This stuff. is why I think 12 and 13 is such a seminal age for us because that's when we really transition from watching kiddie movies to watching adult movies for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then really developing like a taste in movies, which would remain till this day. Yeah. So it was. So most of the movies that I would watch in 2003 were some of my favorite movies today. But yes, sorry. It's your story. Yeah. And, and it's, it's when you sort of start delving into like horror movies. That's right. Delving into action movies. The whole concept of going to now the rating system in Australia is different to other countries, but the, the MMA sort of world uh, is. Yeah, R. Uh, well, I wasn't going into R. Uh, I was too good. You were, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, you're, you're kind of developing this kind of content, and it's and it's exciting because you're like, oh my god, people are dying in this movie. Oh my god, it's really serious. But yeah, so really I watched violent. the Grimmer. I watched the first half of it, and I was like, oh my god, this is really. It good. is a great movie. Yeah, and I went to I went to school, and I had to wait until school was over to go finish the rest of the movie. So I was like, what wow. happens? Oh my god! And I and I thought it was just. Such a well done movie, and I still stand by this. So well acted. Um, the the cast it was is- Frank Darabont, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Who did uh, Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption, Redemption and yes. The Mist? Yes, which actually led me to watch Shawshank Redemption because my my father said to me, "He's like, oh, if you, you like this one, if you like this one, the Shawshank Redemption is better." I was like, "How can anything be better than the Green Mile?" But mm. um, and you know, I, I think Shawshank is, but I think the Green Mile is better than the Shawshank Redemption. It's to be perfectly great, honest, it's a great movie. It's it's a well done movie. It's a tearjerker, and they both are. They both are, yes, and and that was definitely well, actually, a favorite. I take of mine. that back. I don't think the Shawshank Redemption is really a tearjerker, except for that one scene where that old man gets out of prison. Mm-hmm. You know the one, but yeah, anyway, Green Mile. Yes, uh, Green Mile, yes. And the third movie, now, I, I really struggled with this one, but at the time, I loved all things superheroes. I was I was in a really big superhero fad, okay. which I think everybody was, because there was a lot of, like, you know, yeah, I was watching them at the time, you know, but Daredevil. it wasn't the same as it is today. We no, weren't saturated. We'd it, get, like, maybe one superhero movie a year. It was kind of like the beginning stages That's right. of the superhero boom. That's right. So, I love superheroes. I was really into superheroes. I was watching all those, like, making of stuff, you know, Stanley okay. talking about drawing comics, drawing my own comics as well. And I was like, well, what was my favorite superhero movie at that time? And it was Batman 1989, the original Batman with Jack right. Nicholson. That's Which we've talked about before on this show. Yes. So, those would have been my top three in 2003. Wow, there you go. So, a lot of my favorite movies back in 2003 were movies that I was watching for the first time. And just, I've got a little short list here. So, Scarface was a movie that I watched for the first time in 2003. You watched that in 2003? Yeah, and it was my favorite movie for years. I remember you- For years. Yeah, that was your favorite movie. It wasn't until I, I was like you. 18 that I finally got it, like a, developed a different <laughs> taste and would stop saying that uh, Scarface. Well, I actually went to a bar and uh, some guy was there was like, he was really into movies and he was like, what's your favorite movie of all time? I was like, oh, it's going to be Scarface. And he's like, that's such a 14 year old boy answer. <laughs> so you were shamed for liking yeah. a movie? And so I was like, oh, maybe I should like get some different tastes in movies. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem with liking Scarface, the, the problem with really liking Scarface as your favorite movie is like nothing can live up at the time. It's sort of like cocaine. It becomes like an addiction. You want to you wanna watch another movie that's like Scarface and there's no other movie no, like Scarface. No, I mean, you can play GTA if you want. but Yeah, it's uh, still not nothing, the same. Nothing quite like it. And it's very much a... F- a teenage, and we've done a Scarface episode yeah, It's too. a teenage boy movie. Yes. It, it just really hits that mark for, for a young teenage I don't boy. think there's any girl out there... <laughs> Who said that, like, oh, um, when I was 13, Scarface was my favorite movie. <laughs> I had a poster of Scarface on my wall. Oh, my room. I told this story in the Our Scarface episode, but my room at university was just like the whole walls were all like Scarface, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. Classic. Like, literally the most 14 year old boy <laughs> room you can imagine in an 18 year old boy's room. <laughs> uh, Rambo 2. Was okay. uh, one of my favorite movies at the time. Right. I had a friend who he and I would just watch Rambo 2 like almost every weekend. Uh, I remember staying up late to watch Rambo 2 for the first time on TV. So this was back in the days when we had the movie channel. So I got oh, uh, I the movie channel. what we call pay TV here. Yeah. Uh, it's what would you call it in the US? Cable TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the first time. And so you could just put on the movie channel. And I think there were like five movie channels from memory. You could just put any one of them on at any given time and there's just going to be like a classic movie playing. Yeah, and you could turn on uh, Ted Turner's channel and there'd be, he'd be showing all oh, those yeah, like, TMC. old movies. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Turner Classic Movies. And so I would just, every night before I'd go to bed, I would just turn on the movie channel. So I had like a little back room. So my, my, we had two TVs in our house. Both of them were connected up to pay TV. So there's one in the front room, one in the back room. And I would hang out in the back room. My parents would be in the front room watching whatever like, shows they were Kieran. watching. 
And so I, every night before bed, I, I'd turn on the TV in the back room, go onto one of the movie channels, and typically there would just be a movie playing, and I would watch it for the first time, and that really sort of shaped my uh, interest in movies. Because I'd just be like, well, I don't know what this movie is, but I'll watch it. Right. And I'm sure you were the same way. Very much the same, especially with that movie channel. Like, it's come up on this show so often that, you know, a, a movie or a you know, sequel to a movie, we found it out through this movie channel, just like, yeah, that's right. Just comes across and it's like, oh, this classic movie is playing. Let's watch this. And having no idea what it's about and being like, holy shit, this is great. So I'd always heard of Rambo. Did you watch I, the first one? And I watched the first one. And I'm yeah. like, this isn't at all what I imagined the Rambo franchise to be like. Like, I was kind of disappointed by the first Rambo. Rambo movie because I'm like it's kind of lame in a way mm-hmm. like really didn't get the message at the time again we've done a Rambo episode so if you really want to hear an in-depth history that we talk about listen to that episode first but yeah I, I saw Rambo 2 <laughs> just randomly one night and I was just like this is the best movie ever <laughs> so what was it about Rambo 2 was it just the action was it the goal written by James Cameron directed by uh, I, I don't think it was directed by Sylvester Stallone it was directed with good old Sylvester Stallone leaning over his shoulder giving him tips but yeah it was such like a balls to the wall action movie so ridiculous, so over the top that I was just like, uh, the thing was like, I was just laughing from start to finish. It was like a roller coaster ride. And so I was just sort of pointing at the screen, just laughing at everything that was happening. <laughs> There's a scene where they focus on a chicken for an unreasonably long time. And that would just crack me up every single time <laughs> watching that movie. But yeah, another one of my favorite movies back in 2003. Can I guess? Yes. Can yes, I guess this? Is it Freddy vs. Jason? That's coming up later. Oh. Another movie I saw for the first time and, yeah, quickly became one of my favourite movies. A very similar vein to Rambo 2 was uh, Robocop. Okay, so we're, we're painting a picture of what Kieran was like as yes. a child. <laughs> Maybe. Was anyone concerned about you? Like, oh, man, my parents like, were so concerned. Like, okay, you like these violent movies? They would see the DVDs that I'd bring home or the VHSs <laughs> that I'd bring home and be like, Kieran, that's R-rated. I'd be like, ah, it's not that bad. Robocop. Kieran, why are you People outside? Are being blown to bits. Killing cats and uh, yeah. writing like weird stuff in your diary. That would happen later, maybe. Don't worry about <laughs> that. That was when I got into Halloween. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Robocop. Yeah, a friend of mine showed me Robocop. And it, what was funny was this was on the cusp of me being like a real wuss when it came to watching movies. Like I'd be really frightened to watch like horror movies or like yeah. R-rated movies. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. It might be too scary. My friend would be like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, let's watch it. And uh, Robocop was like the first like really graphically violent R-rated movie I watched. And like the first thing that happens in that movie that's really violent is like this random guy just gets blown away by a robot. Like he gets the absolute shit shot out of him. So look up the Ed 209 scene if you haven't seen it. But yeah, this guy just gets absolutely eviscerated by a robot. And then I was watching it like mouth agape. <laughs> Be like, oh my God, this is awesome. Because you'd seen like a little bit of violence. You know, you, if you watch a Western back when you're a kid, like when people stretch and yawn before they fall off a balcony, like... That's about as violent as it got. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of wanted like a little bit more, like a little bit more of a push. And like, man, what a push Robocop <laughs> was. And when you're young, you're really desensitized to all that violence, especially in a movie like yeah. that. Because it's so over the top and it just is exciting because you've never seen it before. Do you know about the melting man in Robocop? Yeah, of course. Where the, the, the toxic... Yeah. <laughs> a guy drives into guy. a vat of toxic Ooh, waste. And, and he comes out and melts. Oh, it's, <laughs> and it's he gets run over by a car and graphic. explodes. It's graphic. Yeah. Yeah. So you can understand why a 13 year old would absolutely like grab onto course, that because you feel like a badass when you're watching it yeah when you're that's a kid, right. you're just like yeah i'm cool i'm watching this stuff i remember watching it with my with my stepdad believe it or not i put the movie on because i think it was coming up on tv and i was just like oh you haven't seen robocop and he put it on and he was just like it's too violent for me <laughs> he like threw his hands up in the air and walked out of the room he's like i can't deal with this because <laughs> robocop has like this blade that comes out of his fist that he stabs yeah. people with and like he stabbed a guy through the neck and i remember my stepdad at that point was just like no no <laughs> not, not for me i can't watch this yeah. And my last movie that I had on my list of, you know, my favorite movies back in 2003 was Dawn of the Dead, the original 1970, what was it, 78? Dawn of the Dead, which again, I think we've mentioned on this show before. But yeah, man, that was a, I hadn't seen any movie like that. And again, I wanted every zombie movie to live up to that movie. And of course, you're never going to outdo Dawn of the Dead. And I think uh, it wasn't until, geez, um, the Dawn of the Dead remake came out. I'm not saying it was a better movie, but like, it wasn't until the remake came out that uh, I'd seen something similar to it. It's a remake, so of course it's similar. But then everybody was making zombie movies. Yeah, Nobody that... was making zombie movies in the early 2000s. No. And then when Dawn of the Dead came out, the remake, 2004. There was a huge zombie There push. was a huge push for uh, zombie movies. But I was such a big fan of the original movie. I was really excited to go and see the... Well, I wasn't allowed to go see it in the cinema. But when it came out on DVD, you can bet your bottom dollar, Matty D, that I was day one, went down to Video Easy <laughs> or Blockbuster, <laughs> one of those places. Rented it out, and then like the I remember the clerk being like, "Are you old enough to be renting this?" I'm like, "Yeah, yes, of course, yes, I am." 
Are you 15? Yes, I'm 15. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I was man. 14, so close enough. Hiring hiring videos from like a video store was such such fun. Like you just pick yeah. stuff up that you would And just this like, was the height of it back in 2003 as well. Yeah. Like every weekend, my friends and I would just go down to like the video shop and just get like the craziest looking movies. It's insane. Take them back and watch them. Ultimately, you'd end up watching a turkey like Dead Birds. Oh my God. The amount of times that I've had to watch Dead Birds. Yeah. And you'd you know that movie? No, 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 I don't. That probably came out around 2003 as well. Is it probably like a horror a movie? Later. Yeah, it's a horror movie, but it's a terrible horror movie. Right. So the front cover is like this really sort of creepy looking monster. Uh huh. And the whole plot of the movie is like cowboys ride, they're on the run from like the law, and they, they go to this cabin. And the cabin's full of like these really scary monsters who jump out at them in the dark. And so okay. it's just them being killed off. And then it turns out that the cabin has this spell. And whenever you go to the cabin, it turns you into this monster, but you don't realize. So other people come to the cabin after our hero cowboys. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they're villains, but you know. Yes. Other people come and then they see our heroes as those monsters. So it turns out that the people in the cabin who they thought were the monsters were just the other people, the previous tenants of right. the, the cabin. And then, and then the people coming into the cabin will attack... The, the, the monsters, the mon- that's right. monsters in quotation marks, and the people who are the monsters are just like white people attacking. That's me. right. Is that, is that the concept? That's right. Cool concept, I guess. Terrible movie. Terrible movie. But everyone kept hiring it because they're like, "Oh, look at this front cover. This front that's cover what is you crazy." Did. You, yeah. you looked at the front cover of a movie and you're like, "Boom!" I'm Do you gonna- remember Pinocchio's Revenge? Well, no, I never watched. There was that. a horror movie called Pinocchio's Revenge, and everyone would always hire that because it's you know it's got cute little Pinocchio on the front with like holding a knife, <laughs> and everyone's just like, "Oh man, I've got to see Pinocchio killing people." Terrible movie. Right. So, let's get into what actually were our favourite movies from 2003. So, these are movies, we didn't necessarily have to like them at the time, we didn't necessarily have to see them in 2003, it's today, objectively, looking back on 2003 as a year in movies, what are our favourite movies from that year today? Do you want to go first, Manny yeah, D? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Let's, let's go from uh, least favourite to most favourite, top three. And if we have any crossover, we'll save the, the oh, conversation. Okay. I, I didn't really rank- So, if we both have, like, Lord of the Rings on our list, oh, we'll- um, Well, yes. We'll save it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I guess the the movie I liked the least that but came still out your favorite movie. in 2003, because there was a lot of good movies in 2003, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of fun movies. Yeah. But one that kind of snuck up on me that I think doesn't get the credit that it deserves is Ned Kelly. Oh, really? Yeah. Did that come out in 2003? Yes. Okay. And I think it's uh, I think it Talk holds to us up. about Ned Kelly. Well, it's about uh, Heath Ledger, Austra- right? Heath Ledger, yep. Uh, Joel Edgington, Orlando Bloom, mm. about an outlaw, Australian outlaw, ranger. famous famous Australian bush ranger who's who's running from the law. And I don't know. I thought they did a really good job with that. Man, movie. when they were trying to sell that movie to overseas markets, they did such stretches. Mm. They they really tried to sell it like it was a modern action movie. So the poster in the US for Ned Kelly is literally like a gun. And it's so close up that you like you could presume that it's like a modern day revolver, but it just said like Ned Kelly, and it's like a picture of a gun, and you're just like, well, that's so vague that it could be anything because they're like, there's no way that Americans are going to go watch an Australian movie about a bush ranger, and so yeah, they really had to hard sell it. Yeah, Russell Gilbert was in that movie as well, wasn't was he? he? Who was he? He was a policeman. Okay. I think it was right at the start of the movie. Mm. Like, he steals the postmaster's mare, and then Russell Gilbert's like the policeman who um, comes and arrests him. Mm, You're looking yeah. at me very blankly. I can't remember. Wow. Has it been <laughs> 20 years since you've seen the movie? In looking at the list of movies that came out, I think that that was a highlight. Okay. 2003. That's all you've got to say about it? Yeah. Good okay. soundtrack. Well, I, I've got to say, I, look, I was speaking about the movie in such depth as well. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, it's one of those movies that like- I like it, to be honest. Yeah. I've never seen it because I don't think I'd like it. Yeah. It's not really my bag. Man. No, I, I don't think you would. But uh, Ledger does a good performance, as he always I'm sure did. he does. Yeah, I was watching a lot of Heath Ledger movies at the time. It was just when Ned Kelly rolled around, I was just like, oh, yeah. I, I know I'm not going to enjoy that. No. I'll probably watch it one day. I might enjoy it. But, you know, back in 2003, I certainly wasn't interested. <laughs> what about you? So the first one on my list is The Room. Tommy Wiseau's The Room. I'm so glad you brought this up because I was going to bring it up as well. And this almost ended up on my favourite movies of time. Now, let's not forget that The Room is considered one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. But it's such a fun movie. Oh, my God, yes. Like, you put it on, you're laughing from start to finish just because of how bad it is. And also, this movie is such a big deal for... I I think it kind of birthed movie podcasts in a lot of ways. Oh, absolutely. Because people talked about this movie and then they made podcasts about this movie and made podcasts about the worst movies they've ever seen, which is always The Room. And it just kind of all these podcasts that are out right now talking about movies. I think the room is responsible for a lot of them. And I almost said it was one of my favorites as well of 2003 because it is yes. fun. Yes, it's such a fun time. I always enjoy it when I put it on. 
And let's not forget that it birthed one of our favorite movies of all time, The Disaster Artist. Yes. We went and saw that in the cinema. And that I think we great. call it the our favorite movie of that year. Yeah. So, Hateful Eight and The Disaster Artist came out the same year. We saw both of them. And we came out saying, like, Tarantino isn't as good as James Franco, <laughs> <laughs> of all things. That's right. Yeah. I got to say about The Room, though, mm. for me, you have to watch it with people. and That's right. Watching- you can't watch it on your own. Cause some, we, I mean, I have. When I first watched it, I watched it on its own. We have, we have like, cinemas that like air The Room, and that's always- That's right. That's the, a universal thing. That's the time you watch it. You need to watch it with an audience. and all So, the- they have, like, a Rocky Horror Picture Show sort of cult screenings everywhere. That's right. Where yeah. everyone's sort of in on all the jokes. You bring spoons to throw them at the screen They have pamphlets time. with all the in-jokes. For, yeah, so that's you can, right. So, you can participate- that's that's right. But yeah, that that's where that movie is fun if you're watching it with an audience or watching it with a group of friends at home. That's right, yeah. And for me, it doesn't work by itself, but c- continue on. It's better if everyone's seen the movie as well. Yeah. Because I remember back in, this was back in, it would have been about 2008 when The Room really blew up. We, it really got shared around and then, um, you know, back in the early days of YouTube, it uh, really sort of blew up just because clips were being shared around and everyone's like, oh, I've got to see this movie now. I remember I showed my girlfriend at the time the movie and then at the end, when the end credits were rolling, she was just like, I never want to see that movie again. <laughs> and then fast forward maybe five years and she was saying like, oh, the room is so funny. You've got to see the room. So, yeah, she was like, went from absolutely hating it to being like, this is such a funny movie. And we would watch it for fun. And she forgot that you suggested it to her? Probably. <laughs> she probably claimed that she discovered it. <laughs> All right. What's next on your list? Next on my list, Big Fish. Big Fish. Big Fish. It's a movie I've never really seen. Yeah. So back in 2003, I hated Tim Burton. So I wouldn't watch Tim Burton movies as a general principle. Fair. I've since recovered from that and I've gone back and watched a fair few. Big Fish is not one that I've watched, though I think I have seen most of it. Yeah. It was Ewan McGregor. It is. Um, wasn't the. Danny the- DeVito's in it. Yes. Okay. Tell us about it. So Big Fish, it's. Wow. The, sto- the story of a. It's, I guess it's the story of a guy's life, but he's, he's an unreliable narrator. He tells a lot of Big Fish stories, I guess. And. You know, a lot of a lot of sort of fantasy stories, and it's about a, a Isn't son. It like sort the, of the main character's father, and he's yes. and he's sort of recounting his father's stories. Yeah, so it's yeah, so it's um a son that has a bad relationship with his father, and he's going back to visit his father in the last days of his life, essentially, yeah. and you know, reliving all these stories that his father told him, which are all fantastical and all over the top and not really real. But this movie is so charming, mm. and I'm going to say it's my favorite Burton movie. Okay. And I think I like Ed Wood a little better. Again, I haven't really seen Ed Big Wood Fish, so I might change my mind. And it's it's very, very well done. And it's very fantastical and it's very sweet and it's very romantic. And there's a nice love story there and the visuals are really good. Every time I watch this movie, Kieran, I cry. Every really? time. Every time. If I think about the ending of this movie, I'll tear up now. Wow. Something, it's just sentimental I've got to rewatch me. this movie now. Well, I've got to watch it. <laughs> I don't. Honestly, I don't know if you'll like it as much as me, okay, wow. but maybe you'll appreciate where I'm actually watch it and let me know what you think because okay. I think you might I think you might appreciate yeah, an element of it. But yeah, I, I kind of watched it. Does and he it was, run away and join the circus? Is that an element does. of the movie? I yes, remember that. It does. So it's a fun movie up until you know the ending, and then it becomes very emotional and it's very. It reminds me a lot of Field of Dreams. Oh yeah, but I, I I like it better than Field of Dreams. But if yeah. they build it, he will come. <laughs> Is it that exciting? Wow! I I lo- yeah, I love this movie. It was it, it, it it's beautiful. Yeah, wow. There you Not go. Not everyone's cup of tea, and I understand that, but I like it. Sure. I think my number two on my list is equally as beautiful because my number two is Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, I thought you were going to say this. <laughs> we actually had this conversation off air a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I was actually, you know, singing Freddy versus Jason's praises to Matty D. He doesn't see it. He can't see the appeal. So at the time when I watched Freddy versus Jason, it was a big deal at the time. We oh man, what a huge movie we that couldn't was! Couldn't watch it in the cinemas, but me and a group yeah, of friends I wasn't allowed to either. Had a pizza party and we yes, watched me it, too. And it spawned this inspiration of watching those, watching all the Friday yes, the Thirteenth, yes. watching all the. Um, Nightmare on Elm Streets. Loved the movie at the time, but it was because it was fun and it was gory and it was silly. Yes, that's right. And I wouldn't have said at the time it was my favorite movie. And I wouldn't say after the fact it's my favorite movie. But as far as that type of movie, and I think you're going to say yes. the exact same thing because I've heard you say the exact same thing, it was the best of its genre. That's right. I think it was the best Freddy movie and I think it's the best Jason movie because it really doesn't take itself seriously. And there were points in the franchise as well where both of those franchises took themselves way too seriously for yes. the concept because they're just supposed to be cheap popcorn, fair, you know, laugh at the poor people getting killed. <laughs> Do you remember they had bets about who would win? 
that you could that's actually right. like put in. That's like Godzilla versus Kong. You could gamble. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the funny thing is, nobody wins, and that's always the way in versus movies. Yes, we'll be talking about it soon. But the thing I, I love about it to this day is like it's got this really early two thousands like metal soundtrack. Man, it does. And everything about it is so early two thousands. It really reminds me of like what I was doing in that time in the world. And yeah, I remember being too scared to watch it initially. Really? So we had like a, a movie pizza party. And we were watching, like, you know, other movies, like action movies, whatever. And then finally it was just like, oh, we're going to watch Freddy vs. Jason. I'm like, I'm just going to excuse myself for a few minutes. And then when the movie started up, I was, like, listening from the other room. And the movie starts off awesome. Like, it starts off with Freddy doing a monologue about, like, basically explaining oh, to the audience he, what he, his character his backstory, is. backstory, yeah. Yeah. When I was lying, I might have been a little body. But after they killed me, I became something much, much worse. Stuff nightmares are made of. The children still feared me, and their fear gave me the power to invade their dreams. And that's when the fun really began. And that is so badass that I like walked back into the room and started staring at the people. Like this is awesome. I mean, they did such a good job with explaining the backstories of both of them. Both of them, better than other movies. Yes, in any of the other movies that they're in. Yeah, and you're you're caught up. So well, yeah, better than any other movie that they're in. Because the thing about Freddy vs. Jason is that Freddy is actually scary in Freddy vs. Jason. He's never scary in any of the other Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Like, he's just goofy in those movies. He's just cracking jokes. But they actually made him scary in Freddy vs. Jason, yeah. which really worked. And then Jason, they made him scary as well. Yeah. I mean, it's not very difficult to make Jason intimidating, but he is. Who- how he's introduced in that movie, I love, because there's just this <laughs> naked woman, of course, she's naked, running through the woods, and you don't see him at first, but then, like, she's hiding against a tree, and then you just hear, like, these really heavy footsteps cracking over, like, twigs and stuff, and, like, this huge looming, like, the biggest guy they've ever got to play Jason plays Jason in that movie, and this giant man just walks in, <laughs> swinging a machete. Who were you going for in that movie? Did you have a favourite? Oh. Because I was, I was on Team Jason. Yeah, I think I was on Team Jason as well because I'm like, Freddy's just a creep. And Jason had the cool mask, you know. There's a scene in the movie as well, like, oh, this, I'm just gushing about how much I like the movie now. There's a scene in the movie as well where Freddy turns into a demon in one scene. It's like his true form, like his true form comes out because right. they explain in, I think it was um, New Nightmare, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is the worst movie in the franchise, I just want to point out, <laughs> that Freddy actually exists in the real world as a demon. And he manifests himself as Freddy from the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And so they reference that movie by, for one shot, basically, Freddy transforms into a demon to fight Jason. And I thought that was awesome. I was like, you've taken a crap concept and made it really good. (laughs) I mean, I remember that movie and the time that Freddy and Jason were on screen was great. Any time that the teenagers were doing stuff was terrible. Yeah, questionable. there's that whole scene where Jason is unconscious and they're trying to like, Reawaken him. That's right. Oh so God. he's trapped in a nightmare, and they're trying to wake him it up. Goes so slow, Kieran. Yeah. And then, and then there's uh, where Freddy turns into like uh, a worm. Yes. And that guy who's and like eats the stoner high. guy. Yeah. <laughs> he eats Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, basically. Yeah. The teenagers were the worst in that movie. It was done as a joke. Like if you watch it now, you'll understand that it's all supposed to be really painted with a broad brush. Right. Everyone is just a stereotype, and it's done on purpose. Okay. Um, and like I said, at the time, I could see you sort of like taking it seriously, taking it at face value. They're all supposed to be cartoon characters, basically, because uh. the focus of the movie really is Freddy and Jason. Uh, I really like the scene where uh, Jason kills all the people at a um a, a kegger in the middle of <laughs> the cornfield. Where they're drinking like vodka. <laughs> yeah. Straight. There's also an unfortunate rape scene in that in that uh, bit there as well, is? but the rapist does get killed. Yes. <laughs> and unfortunately, the rape victim. But. Uh, that fight at the end, do you remember the bit when Jason picks up Freddy and just like plows him through like a, a row of windows? <laughs> I can watch that scene over and over again. Anyway, let's move on to you. I think we're up to your number one. Yes, number one. And I know what it's going to be. You know exactly what it's going to be. It should surprise nobody. We've already talked it about is it. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I speak yes. a lot about this movie. This, These three movies change cinema as far as I'm concerned. Sure. And they hold up. I mean- Visually, maybe less so now, but as a story, I think they're still pretty good for the most part. Yeah, yes. there's some dodgy CGI in all three of them, but like for the most part, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean Jackson nailed. We rewatched them last year, didn't we? Yes, yes, yeah. we watched them together uh, with your brother who was watching. Yeah, it for we the watched, first time. Yeah, my brother had never seen a Lord Which of the Rings, which was really cool, and he yes. liked it, right? Uh he liked the second one. Yes. Didn't like the first one. Liked the second one. Uh, I think it was ambivalent on the third one. Right. Well, 
Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I. What can I say about this movie other than it's a classic, well acted, beautiful yeah. soundtrack, great oh, story. Man. Howard Shaw. Oh man, has he ever done another soundtrack? Not really. Yeah, but that Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Oh, oh so good. Jackson nailed it. And um, yeah, you know the the, the movie. They does- had no faith in him as well. By yes. the way, yes, no studio not. wanted to back the movie because they're like, "There's no way you can adapt." How this. incredible! Now they're just throwing money at him. Throwing yeah. money at this franchise. Throwing money at him to make like the Beatles Get Back documentary. Jesus Christ. Do something else, Peter Jackson. So yeah, I love this movie. Still holds up for me. I've got to say, I watched the Lord of the Rings movies for the first time in 2003. So they weren't ever movies that I was interested in seeing. Never saw one in the cinema mm-hmm. because I was just like, that is not a genre that interests me. But my dad was just like, man, you've got to watch these movies. I've got all three on DVD. You've got to watch them. And I remember over a weekend watching all three for the first time. And oh boy, I was blown away by those movies. Yeah. My favourite one is the second one, which is why Lord of the Rings Return of the King is not on my list, because I think that's my least favourite. So for me, it goes two, one, three, Mm -hmm. as far as the Lord of the Rings movies go, because I think the the second one for me is like the most sort of action-packed. It is. It's got like That killer killer war scene. Well, that's not even the part that I enjoy, really. It's just like all the separate stories going on at the same time. It's It's such a wild ride. And then the third one I thought was a little bit too slow for me. The first one, I'll tell you why. Okay, here it is what it really boils down to. Yes. The reason I don't like the third one is because Saruman's not in it. Saruman is my favorite character in the entire Saruman franchise. Saruman is your favorite yes. character? He was the villain of the first two movies. And then they just, you know, got rid of him in the third one. And I think the movie, you know, really hurt because of it. Saruman is your favorite character? Yes. Yes, to this day. Oh, okay. Uh, fair, I guess. He's my favorite villain, I've got to say, in, right. the, in that series. Because think about it. He is the antagonist of the first two movies. That is true. But he, he kind of loses his power by the end of the second movie. Yeah, of course. Sar- Sauron is the, is the lead. But he's so lame in comparison to <laughs> Saruman. Like, he doesn't do anything. I like- guess so. Do you like the deleted scenes with um, Saruman getting yes, stabbed? Yes, if that was in the movie, it would have been a better movie. Should have been in the movie. Yeah, yes. I definitely agree with you. They were, they were short on time and that should have still been in there. My with- brother, I remember telling me, he's like, we were watching the third movie. And he's like, where's Saruman? When's Saruman coming back? Yeah, no. And he never does. And, and the like mouth I said, of I think the Sauron as well. Should have, should deleted scene should have been in the movie. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. But yeah, it was it was a huge movie at the time. Yes, and I think what what helps my nostalgia. I think for it was it, up for like every Academy Award as well. Yeah, didn't it win like Academy Award for Best Picture? Yeah, something like that. It won a bunch of awards. Yeah, a bunch of awards. But this movie, the the hype behind it was so massive. Like, yeah, I've I, don't, I remember. Here's something funny, Matty. Do you? Yeah. Sorry to steamroll your point here. Yeah. I remember people being like, "I wonder who the king's gonna be." I'm like. <laughs> Are you an idiot? The books have been out for you. It's, it's the guy whose face is on the poster. Yes. But there was so much- You know, much- the guy who they were saying was like the heir to the throne <laughs> from the first movie. But this the, the hype of this movie was so massive. I, I remember, you know, going to the cinemas, being so excited yeah. for it. A line where people were waiting. Queued up around the block. People had stayed overnight to watch these movies. Like, and this was- is in our rinky-dink little country yes, town. Yes, well, I, watch, I watched it in, a, in a, an actual city. Uh, oh, okay. Close to our country <laughs> town. An actual city. Wow. But with my uncle as well and a few friends of mine. But we, we waited and I remember the shutters were closed. Did you go down to Canberra? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, the, the shutters were closed in the cinema and people were just waiting. They opened, people charged. Like yeah. it was like, you know, an ad for a going- it's like o- Boxing Day sales. <laughs> yeah. I've never before experienced or since. this before. But people were in the cinema and loudly applauding when things were happening. Wow. And- when the movie finished, so it's enough. Well, that, that happened in Spider-Man: No Way Home. That is true, actually. I do stand corrected. That did happen. But at the end of the movie, people applauded. People wow. stood up and applauded this movie. I bet you were there, little twelve-year-old Matty D, with his little box of popcorn. <laughs> you all better over the believe place. I had a popcorn. And he was standing up like, going, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you were crying too. It, I bet it. Uh, I was definitely crying. I know for you personally, every time that movie ends, <laughs> you like cry. you just cry. We we talked about this in one of our other movie talk episodes. Yeah. Like the the movies that make us laugh and cry. You said that Lord of the Rings Return the King. The last fifteen minutes, just you're crying constantly. Always, always crying. But it's it was so cool that there's there was a movie that had so much hype and it delivered. A movie's got to be pretty special to make you applaud because if you go to like a live show or a concert or a play or something like that, obviously you're going to clap because the actors on stage or the musicians will acknowledge that they're being you know appreciated. Yes, it's a screen. Like who are you applauding? The guy in the projecting booth that's like falling asleep. So it takes a lot for somebody to actually clap out loud 
in that's a movie right. cinema. And Obviously, you don't watch a lot of Marvel movies in the cinema because people always clap and cheer <laughs> but during those. That's different, Kieran. I mean, that I think they they overreact. You know, yes, it's just it like feels, oh! it feels like I'm doing my part. Yes, yes, <laughs> it feels more like that. But this was this was different, and it was a special. I mean, time. No one was clapping or cheering during Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> Even when it that. ended, yeah. Well, I did, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like when the plane lands. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, Tiger Air. Yeah, what an obscure reference. Anyway, <laughs> go on. What's your first? Um, your well, favorite. I feel like we're gonna have a little bit of a fight here because my first, the one that I objectively call the best movie of 2003, even though I think Return of the King is still really good, was Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, no, that's fair. We've done a Pirates of the Caribbean episode where we've already talked about this, but like looking at all the movies, I'm like, well, you can't go past Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm glad you mentioned it because people would have killed us if we didn't yeah. mention this. It was a huge movie at the time. That was a movie that I was not expecting to be good at all. People loved it. I didn't see it in the cinema because I was just like, Pirates of the Caribbean, there's no way that's going to be a good movie. There's no way they could turn that into a good movie. And then I was blown away by when I actually finally got around to watching it. And I remember like being frightened. At the same time, I was still on the cusp of like, you know, like I said earlier, I was still on the cusp of being like frightened. Ghost pirates are scary. Yes, but they ended up being awesome. Oh, they were cool. And I was really into Monkey Island at the time. Everyone who listens to this show knows that both Manny D and I are really into the Monkey Island games. And then it was like the perfect movie version of like a Monkey Island game, essentially. I disagree with that. Oh, really? Okay. Because I went into that movie kind of expecting Monkey Island. Not expecting Monkey Island, but I was like, oh. Pirate movie, how can they go wrong? And people who listen to this show- famously, Matty D didn't like that no, movie. No, I, I was I was anti-culture. I was um, you know, going against the grain and I was oh, like, Oh, you're this so movie busy watching Big Fish. Bad. <laughs> I don't like this movie. It sucked because I was kind of I watched the movie and I was kind of disappointed. And I was like, but it right, was okay. okay. But everyone talked about how great the movie was. It kind of Oh me- man, you couldn't go to school without everyone in the playground being like, Pirates of the Caribbean. And I, I remember being like, What? It's good? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, why are people so I have a deeper appreciation of the movie now, sure. and I agree it is really good, and it is really fun, but at the time, I was disappointed, and I kind of was angry that everybody was calling Johnny Depp the best actor in the world. I was like, why? Are this is the best movie yeah. in the world. I was like, why? But, uh, Man, they just they knew exactly what they were doing when oh, they made God, it. Oh, God, yeah. And I think that really worked for the movie. The sequels, pff, forget about them. Terrible. Well, I, I like the second one. I know you one. like the second one, but I think the second one is easily up there. Well, actually, I'll tell you what, the second is the second best. The second one brought me into the franchise. Three, four, five. Oh, boy. Because I had- I had low expectations. I went into that cinema begrudgingly because my friends made me and I was like, and I was like, okay, I actually had fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think they tried too hard with the second one personally. Mm -hmm. What was the one where he's got like the eyes painted on his face? Was that the second one? The second one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, was that that the second one? Yes, it was the second one. But then there was the third one. Now the third one was terrible. Terrible. It came out the same year as X-Men 3. And I remember, like, whatever year that was, I was just like, I have not seen a decent movie in the cinema this year. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe where, we'll do an episode on that one, day. It was David. like it, Hermit Crabs. Yeah, formed the <laughs> Money Penny from James Bond. Um, what was her name? Um, Calypso. Calypso, the, the voodoo lady yeah. in those movies. Yeah. I remember people were really upset by her turning into crabs. Well, it was dumb. Oh, wasn't he chasing around crabs in, like, limbo as well? Like, it starts with Jack Sparrow in limbo. Yeah. And they've got to rescue him from limbo. And his personalities are separated. Yes. And they've got to rescue him by flipping their boat upside down. Like, everyone runs from one side of the ship to the other to flip it over. But we're not here to talk about that movie. We're talking about the better movie, the first one. Also, I think it's- It's a simple story. Yeah. The first movie has a very simple story. The sequels try and get too complicated with the lore, and they try and tie all the events together, and it doesn't really work. Yeah. But it's a good standalone story. Very Indiana Jones-esque, as I've said in the past. And I think, you know, that's probably why, objectively, now, looking at it, it's got to be my favourite movie of that year. A respectable choice. Yeah. I'm surprised it's your favourite, but yeah, respectable well, it's better choice. than Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> it's better than The Room. Fair enough. I had more fun with it than I did with Return of the King. Fair enough, fair enough. Which I think, objectively, I could say is a better movie, mm. but it's not yeah. as fun. Doesn't have Saruman in it. <laughs> if, uh, if Pirates of the Caribbean had Saruman Sar- in it, I was, to this day I'd be like, oh, oh man, favorite so movie of all time. Saruman's in it, yeah. Hanging out, fighting Jack Sparrow. That would be Wipe cool. them out. Oh, man, and his theme music. Anyway. I like Grima Wormtongue more than I like Saruman. Oh, come on. Mm. No, he's good. He's good. He's I like, good, I like good performance. Good performance by But he's a, he's a servant of Saruman. So. Yes. So. so, yeah, it's just, you know. <laughs> A finger of the glove, basically. Of the white hand of Saruman. There you go. There you go. Interesting that this was a year that a Harry Potter movie didn't come out. That's right. So this year. was in the height of the Harry Potter craze. So yes. I think the second movie had just come out just beforehand. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe it was the year after. No, it was it was the previous year. The second movie came out, Chamber they, of Secrets, and they postponed a Harry Potter movie until the, the following year because they're like, we can't compete with all these <laughs> other movies. Jesus Christ, we can't compete with Elephant and High Tension. Yeah, two movies that I've got here that I, we didn't mention. So if you if you were expecting us to talk about Harry Potter, yeah, wasn't there was out no, in two thousand three. No Harry Potter movie, and I wouldn't have put it on my list anyway because <laughs> I fucking hate the Harry Potter movies now. When I was a kid, I was just I was really hopeful, but I was always disappointed by all of them. This mm-hmm. is going to be a future episode, by the way. But um, oh no, we have we've talked about Fantastic Beasts. Yes, we have. So I was a big fan of the Harry Potter books. Always disappointed by the movie because I'm like they're never as good as the books, and they and I feel like the movies just got worse and worse. Apples and oranges, man. To the point where I stopped watching them. I've never seen all of the Harry Potter movies. I've got a few honorable mentions if you wanted to quickly do that. Have you got any honorable mentions? I've got. I have some honorable mentions. Can we do you first? Well, they're not on. Yeah, sure. Because we might have some crossover. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just want to say- We didn't talk about a single Matrix movie, and two of them came out in 2003. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, I just want to make an honourable mention to two of the weirdest movies I ever watched was in 2003. Yeah. Were released in 2003. Willard. Oh, the remake of Willard with uh, Crispin Glover. With Crispin Glover. Yeah, yeah. And Duplex with Ben Stiller. I never saw that. Oh, strange, strange movies, but- when I was compiling this list, I actually had Freddy vs. Jason. I actually had oh, yeah. Matrix uh, Revolution because I did, at the time, wow. really enjoy that. You're like the one person who likes that third Matrix movie. I did have The Room. Yes. At the time, I did like X-Men 2. I found that really fun. I liked X-Men 2 as well back then. Yeah. It would have been on my top three back in 2003, but no, not now. That yeah. movie does not hold up. No. No, it does not. It's it's quite boring, right? Yes. At the time, it was the best X-Men movie. You couldn't beat that movie. Mm. But yeah, looking back at it now, oh boy. And I, I couldn't remember if I had watched this movie at the time, but in 2003, I might have also discovered Terminator 2, but I couldn't Terminator remember Terminator 3 I- came out in 2003. Did it? Yes. Then I would have. So watched I watched Terminator, Terminator Two. For, oh, that should have been on my That's favorite movies maybe, at the time. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe I should I scrap watch, Ned I, Kelly and replace it with. Yeah, me too. I'm going to scrap. Uh, let's say uh, RoboCop and replace it with uh, Terminator Two. Actually, because it came out before 2003, so I'll scrap Batman and replace it with Terminator Two. Because I did watch Terminator Two for the first time in 2003. I completely <laughs> forgot about it until you brought it up. Because Terminator Three came out, and I watched that. And I'm like, this is such a piece of shit. Yes. Watched uh, Terminator Two. Actually, no, it was the other way around. I had seen Terminator 2 before I saw Terminator 3. Me too. I actually started with the first one. I was very lucky Uh to have started with the first Terminator, then Terminator 2, went to the cinema to see Terminator 3. Why isn't it on my list of movies that I saw? Write it down now. Completely forgot. Um, And man, that movie sucked. The third Terminator movie sucked. It was very disappointing. As all Terminator movies have been since, since, <laughs> since Terminator 2. So, what are your honourable mentions? Some honourable mentions I had was, I think I mentioned them briefly before, High Tension was a horror movie that came out in 2003, which I think is really good. It's a French horror movie. Uh, the main character is the killer. It's the only time where I've ever seen that done, and I, it's the only time I've ever seen it done successfully. Mm-hmm. We don't know that the main character is the killer until the very end of the movie. So, we're seeing the movie from her point of view. There's sort of like this mysterious man who's in the house killing her you know, friends and family, but... In the final act of the movie, you know, we see from another character's point of view that it was this main, uh, the main character the whole time. Cool. And it's such a good twist and it's done so well. Very graphic movie. So, uh, again, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody faint of heart, but it's really good. The movie Elephant came out that year, which I think was directed by Gus Van Zandt. Uh, it's a movie about a uh, school shooting. Okay. And it's very, it's very well done. It's very artistic, but uh, it's a very intense movie, as you'd probably expect. So, it's the same story. We see the same story. We see the same... 30 minutes in time from three separate people. So we see like a child who's at school during the killing. We see from a character who's killed. And then we see from the the killer's point of view, Mm -hmm. like from the shooter's point of view. And they're just kids themselves, of course. Shit. But yeah, it's a really intense movie, but a really good movie. Kill Bill Volume 1 came out in 2003. I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, I liked it at the time. I remember thinking it was pretty good. I saw the f- the second one first and then went back and watched the first one. I'm like, this is so much better than the second one. But as you know, probably listening to the show, both Matty D and I are not a fan of Kill Bill. It ruined Tarantino for me. I was like, I don't like this direction. Yeah, I was until, the same. Until I discovered Inglorious Bastards many years later. Yes. Yeah, I was the same. Uh, and that was all my honorable mentions, to be honest. Solid. Have we done yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did yours. We I've did, forgotten them already. We what did were mine. Um, I think Bend It Like Beckham was 2002 oh, that's right. you or mentioned- 2003. No, Bend It Like Beckham was 2002. Okay, well, then doesn't count. But yeah, no, I, I mentioned- It was another movie I saw in the cinema. <laughs> Me too. 
But I'm glad you brought up Kill Bill Volume 1 because I think that's worth talking about. Yes. Because of our history with yes. Tarantino movies. Yeah, especially on this show. Yes. But uh, you mentioned that Ben Stiller movie and you mentioned, I think it was- Willard. Willard, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And Sorry, all- everybody who's listening to this in real time. <laughs> also, the, a few other movies that you mentioned as well, like Freddy vs. Jason in the Room yeah. is on my honorable mentions list. Yeah. Um, not Elf, but don't get angry at oh, us. Oh, man. Don't get angry I at us. I've never seen Elf because I fucking hate Will Ferrell. I don't understand why that movie has this fandom. Chris, it's all of a sudden the Christmas movie. When did this yeah. happen? Yeah, so yeah. So don't get angry at us years. for not mentioning Elf. We we don't mention it so you can mention it when you comment on it. I've stuff. seen enough <laughs> shitty Will Ferrell movies that I, like, I got to a point where I'm like, I'm not watching them anymore. I'm not watching them anymore. You made a good choice. And so I think the last movie of his I saw was something he produced- uh, it came out recent. Oh, he produced uh, the menu, the Ray Fiennes Did movie. He yeah, really? yeah, he was the producer on that. That was oh, the last wow. movie of his, technically, that I've seen. Good on you, Will. Yeah, stick to being a producer. Yeah, <laughs> don't make any more bewitched. Whoa. I saw oh, that in man. cinemas. Oh, that was Jesus something. Christ. Yeah, let's wrap it up for all, all right. for this week. So. Please let us know if you remember 2003. Tell us what was going on in your life in 2003, and what movies were you watching at the time. Were there any movies that we didn't mention from 2003 that are worth talking about? What were your favourite movies of 2003? You can let us know in several places. Where can they let us know, Matty D? Well, they can let us know on our Podbean site, firstly. They can sure. comment there. They can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. The potential spoilers handles. Look for the exclamation point. Sure. And they can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Let us know any of your thoughts. Congratulate us on four years of podcasting. I forgot that this was why we were here. So before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about next week. And of course, we're doing another installment of Actual Spoilers, where we're going back and looking at a movie we predicted in the past and seeing how close we got to predicting it. And it was a movie that we teamed up to do, so I'm very excited to see how well we did. It's a movie that Matty D and I have already seen. We saw it together in the cinema. It's a versus movie. Gosh, it's getting narrower and narrower. I'm sure you know what it is. Matty D, what movie are we talking about next week? Jeez, I don't know. Is it Godzilla versus Kong? Yes, it's Godzilla versus Kong. So we covered, we've covered two. That feels like so long ago. It was two years ago, yeah. Jeez. It was the, almost exactly two years ago that we predicted that. We had some wild predictions for that one, and I yes. don't think we would have ever guessed where that movie went. Uh, you'd be surprised, Matty well, D. Well, I don't remember any of us talking about going to an upside-down world. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> so we're going to re-watch that movie, and we're going to see how close we got. But I think, Matty D, you're going to be pretty impressed with our prediction. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I remember. I remember what we predicted. I have to watch this movie again. Yeah, we were yeah. excited to see that movie. We were. Let's find out why we're not excited to rewatch it next week. <laughs> okay, so, well, until then, see you next week. So you think you're bad with your rap? Well, I'll tell you, Pilgrim, I started the crap. When you were in diapers and wetting the sheets, I was at the Ponderosa rapping to the beat. Da ha, da ha, da ha, 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 da ha, 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 Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Let me tell you something, Pilgrim. I'm gonna go down to the Ponderosa and smack a woman around. Yeah, did you ever see The Quiet Man? Um, yeah, well, yeah. So the the whole mo- it's like it's like a comedy action movie, and then, mm. and then it builds up to the end, and and the woman is being like sassy to him, and he just goes, yeah, yeah. "That's it," and he just like beats her. From yeah, yeah, one I, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. If I ever get through this humiliation, you'll rue the day you ever met oh, me. Oh, can fight all you want. I won't do you any good. You've been digging those burrs into me for two years. Now you're gonna get your come up and. Thanks. My father would be proud of you. Keep it. You may need it. Now get your divorce.